Hello, and welcome to the World We Live In podcast. I'm your host, Eric Patterson. Alongside me is Kyle Malden. Join us as we explore the amazing, mysterious aspects of our planet's cultures, history, and future trends. That's the word on the street. Huge rumor going around. Huge rumor going around that Kyle's back. The rumor is true. He has been on a Euro trip. Um, and yeah, he's uh, he's been doing, doing big things. How was Spain? Spain was great. Um, I Traveling's awesome for a lot of reasons. Uh, I do I do like experiencing different cultures. And Amen. it's, Amen. it's a, the world... The world is such a big place, and it's become a small place because of the internet. That fact that you can connect with someone, mm. literally across the world in a split second. Yeah. But there's not there's nothing like being there. No, there's nothing like being there. Like we can see pictures of literally anywhere in the world, but there's, but that's only like that's only the visual sense. You're not smelling it. You're not feeling it. Nope. Your feet aren't in the sand. Your, your nose isn't. Taking in the salty sea air, the the uh, the the tapas, the tapas, the beautiful people. So yeah, and Europeans typically travel great. Yeah, so well, like you, yeah. So for example, we were in Spain mm-hmm. when. Croatia and England were playing, and the bar that we went to were a, a bunch of English people. Of course, it was awesome. It's so easy to get around over there. You can get well. You can go to so many different cultures. You can just pop around. Yeah, in like two hours. Two hours. If you you couldn't leave California, you couldn't leave Los Angeles in two hours. <laughs> no, no. If you left at you. You can you just couldn't do it. You couldn't do it, and you can be in a whole different country, mm-hmm. whole different, whole different surroundings in two hours. Yeah, yeah, it's true. America's just so big, and you can go to different cultures, but it's not. It's not the same. It's, it's the not same. the same. Chinatown is not China. Mm, no, it's close, <laughs> <laughs> close, but not the same. Um, well, cool, dude. I um. I was sitting behind the slowest people in traffic today. I just have to do a rant real fast. I do not, I really don't understand. And I understand if like it's behind elderly people, but I really don't understand because (laughs) the speed limit is there for you to break. Like you never are supposed to go the speed limit. You're supposed to go over. You are never supposed to go the speed limit. A law-abiding citizen? But you're never supposed to go below the speed limit. Below the speed limit, I would argue, is 
worse than Wow. <laughs> Under the speed limit is endangering. Yes. Wow. Yes. So going. It's endangering because I'm going to get infuriated and ram you in oh, the back. Oh, so road rage. Road rage. Is a, is a bigger killer than speed. Yeah, Road Rage Patterson. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's that's my street name. That's what they call me on the street. That's streets. what they call you? Yeah. That's the word on the street. Um, well, cool. Good to have you back. And uh, there's actually a good amount of news this week. There was. Um, besides Trump um, having his little, little date with Putin... Um, yeah. Which I frankly don't want to talk about, just because I don't really care that much. Eric, Eric and I talked about it, I think, <clears throat> yesterday, mm-hmm. that there's so much news that you don't... We, I mean, we've said it before. You, there's so much going on, you just don't know what to believe. And I I think that's the like that's the point. The it point is, the point. is that Definitely you, it, the point. It's, you, you just don't know what actually is going on. They change I, the narrative. Yeah, just real fast, and I won't dwell on this, but I've come to the point with, with like... U.S. politics and just the presidency, especially. I just I don't I do it's it doesn't I don't care. I just don't care. It's wow. so predictable at this point. You become apathetic, dude. I yeah yeah I I really have I really have. It's well, first of all, it's entertainment. It is literally entertaining. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. The big, the biggest frustration with me is that two people, you and I, that mm-hmm. I feel like want want to know and want to have knowledge in that subject and like be informed. I feel like it's become it just like so 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 difficult to actually know what's going on. It is, and it's it's become. I don't want to say a full time job because it's not, but it is like. It's not like, oh, let's hop on the news, like read a couple things. Mm-hmm. You are just constantly berated with stuff and then counter arguments and then that's not real and you're like, whoa, like yeah. what what did I what have I just entered? It is so true, man. Everybody just talking out their ass. Well that's the thing, is I I don't know we've talked about it before. You just don't you just don't know it's real. It's too many opinions. It's too many opinions. You don't know it's real. We know our opinion doesn't matter. No. That we, I, I could talk for days and I don't really care. I thought about that yesterday. Like, could you yeah. imagine getting in a fight with someone on the internet? No, I <laughs> could actually you, could. you imagine? I don't know who cares that much. If you care that much and you are not, like, high up in something, I'm, I'm sorry, but you need, you need to... You need to move on. You need to bow out. You need to take a bow. I was on Twitter yesterday and I saw someone posted something and then someone, the first, the first, the comment, um, the first two words were, well, actually, and I was like, oh, I'm out. That's enough internet. See ya. I don't, I don't need to read the rest of this. We're good. We're good. Well, hopefully we've found, uh, a few articles that. People uh, want to know about. That are interested. That are interesting. Yeah. And I think they're really interesting. So the first one, uh, which I'm going to take, um, 12 more moons have been found orbiting Jupiter. Congratulations, Jupiter, on your new moons. Yes. Bravo, Jupiter. <laughs> You've done it again. You've done it again, you dirty dog, Jupiter. 
<laughs> you dirty dog, you. Uh, yeah, so Jupiter has a total of um, 79 natural satellites, known as moons. Um, that's ridiculous. That's crazy, dude. Also, Jupiter is really freaking big, though, so yeah, I kind of understand I mean, it. It is massive. But also, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because our perspective, we just have one moon, but, like, you got to cool it with the moons. <clears throat> like, at some point, like, like we get it. You have a lot of moons. <laughs> we get it. You're the best, Humble man. brag. <laughs> we get it, dude. You've been hiding 12 from us, and then you just decide to throw them in. I mean, come on, man. But anyway, congrats to you. Um... This article uh, from NBC News, it uh, highlights one of the moons, which, um, so all of the moons, uh, all of the moons orbit in the same way, uh, but there's one moon that goes against all the others. So it's uh, its orbit is. It looks counterclockwise. Yeah, it would be. It would be counterclockwise. Um, so yeah, there's like three sets of moons that Jupiter has. There's the um, Galilean moons, the prograde. The, so the Galilean moons are the closest. The prograde group are kind of in the middle, and then you have this retrograde group, which are like really far outside. And this moon is part of that group, and it's going against all the other ones. So it's going counterclockwise. Um, and yeah, it is called Valetudo, which is the Roman goddess of health and hygiene and the great-granddaughter of Jupiter. So. There you go. A little trivia. Yeah. A little trivia. Yeah. Seriously, though. Um, so yeah, I'm just fascinated that all these moons are able to to orbit at the same time. I was just about to say that. That's how, nuts. How have they not crashed into each other? Or when they were forming, how did they not just yeah. create bigger mm-hmm. moon? Like, you know what I mean? Because mm, people sure. people think the moon was created like Big Bang, some of it separated, but then gravity like pulled it back in and now it's the moon. So how have these just not smashed and created? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure give it enough time and they will. But still, there's 79 of them. That's crazy. Um, well, and what makes what makes the other one, Valuto? Valutudo. Valutudo. Nailed it. Um, like, how how is that the only one in the retrograde group that is going counterclockwise? Yeah, I would be curious to talk to an astronomer and be like, how does that happen? It must not it must not be of the same like group of rocks. Possibly. Or the rocks are lighter? I don't I don't know how that works. I don't know how it works. You you could tell me almost any fact about space and I'd be like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, we well we've we've said this before. Space is space is silly. Um, what I thought was even more interesting is that they f- the astronomers in Chile um, f- they were using this giant telescope in Chile to search for Planet X, Ooh. which is this m- 
undiscovered planet that they think sits beyond the um, sits beyond Pluto, the uh, the abandoned child of the solar system. How do you feel about Pluto? Are you are you pro Pluto or um? Are you a Pluto truther? I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think Pluto's proven itself. Yeah, I don't think so. But you know, it's it's the farthest one out, so I feel like we may not care about it that much. Mm-hmm. I'm a little neglected. I tend I tend to agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think I understand that like we once thought it was special, but like it didn't hold its weight. Yeah, you know when it came to it, and I think when you have a negative relationship like uh-huh. that, you just gotta just gotta cut it just off. Just gotta cut ties. Yeah. Um. What. <laughs> Did you ever see the uh, Magic School Bus episode where they go around to each planet? <laughs> was it? I'm, Ms. I'm sure I did. Miss Frizzle? Yeah, Miss Frizzle. Miss Frizzle. That was a good episode. Was a good what, episode. Do you know what makes them think that there's a planet X out there? Is it just like gravity stuff? Things You can I, just say gravity. And I, like, think, okay. I think that's what it is. And there's also like, I'm, there's also like a a legend or like there's also stories of of like Nibiru or Planet X you ever heard these? no I have stories from who? like ancient cultures oh yeah (laughs) what you think? I was yeah I was like what? someone made it up? No, yeah, there's 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 stories of this planet, this like lost planet. If ancient cultures got this right, mm-hmm. thousands of years before we did, yeah, I would be a little just a little down on us on current society. Yeah, I mean, well, dude, the Aztecs and Mayans they all had pretty sophisticated, along with many other no, Egyptians. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos, credit where credit is due. Yeah, definitely. they knew what they were doing somehow. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much that. Um, they're still they're still looking at the moons. Um, so yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more. God, that would be one way just to dominate a dinner party. Talk about moons. Talk about space. Oh, she's like, yeah. oh, what do you do? Like, oh, I look at space and I discover things. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, wow, you are the coolest person here. I'm looking for a lost planet beyond Pluto's orbit. That goes a lot farther than like, hey, I file taxes. Yes, it does. Which is also important, but very not important. As, not as cool. Not as cool. Definitely not as cool. Uh, Kyle, you want to uh, move us along? Yeah. Um, I was just gonna look up really quick. Yeah. Um. According to Google, mm-hmm. 1,300 Earths can fit inside of Jupiter. Classic. So Jupiter is quite a bit bigger. Um, it's the big daddy. I guess when you said we have one moon, but that Jupiter, that mm-hmm. 1,300 Earths can fit inside Jupiter, we have a higher ratio of mass to moons than Jupiter does. Mass to moon, yeah? Just throwing, just throwing that out there. I bet Jupiter's Jupiter's moon uh, nice Jupiter's moon uh, Ganymede is the largest moon and the biggest in the solar system 
and it has a diameter of about 3,300 miles, and that's bigger than Mercury. Is that bigger than Earth? Uh, no. Okay. No. How big is Earth? I'm not sure. Oh, surely bigger than... Oh, no, definitely bigger. It's bigger than, than Mercury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. That was a stupid comment. I apologize for, <laughs> for my lack of judgment. You uneducated swine. Um, no, but I, that's just saying, like, uh-huh. Jupiter's, there are moons that Jupiter has that are just bigger than planets. Big old moons. Yeah. So, cool. Moving forward. Moving. Onwards and upwards, literally. Yes. Um, Mysterious Universe put out an article today. Uh, the title of the article is... John- <laughs> love the, love these guys. Giant bird reported near Yellowstone mm. as giant crack closes Grand T- Teton Park. Teton, yeah. Uh, so this article, <laughs> I think, is fascinating. Um, so obviously, um, near Yellowstone National Park, thousands of visitors every year. Yep. Um, there was a mysterious cla- crack 10 miles from Yellowstone uh, National Park, which is home of the largest supervolcano in North America. Love supervolcanoes. Um, and people were like calling in to the, you know, I guess the authorities like the rangers and like, hey, should we be worried about this? Whatnot. Um, and then someone took a picture of... <laughs> Of this bird that this we don't really know how big it is because of course it's on yeah like a blurry camera but Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be like a pretty large bird what is possibly more disturbing than the size of the bird I encourage you to look at the picture but the bird appears to be on fire the bird it does it appears to be literally on fire and by on fire I mean like glowing Red. It, this it looks like if you were to glue hot coals to yeah. a bird. Yeah. But that is that's like the color of this bird. So it's like black, orange, yellow, glowing, possibly smoking. Mm. Um, and it is uh what some might call lit. <laughs> I stored on the street. <laughs> it's good to be back. I missed you. <laughs> uh, so people people saw this bird, and um, the picture came from a YouTube video uh, posted by Mister B, Mister MBB three three three, who keeps an eye on seismic activities around the world. Hmm. Uh, so again, people people think that this crack is opened up and mm. this, this bird came out by the super volcano mm-hmm. they have closed the park until further notice so again this article came out today so the park uh the grand teton national park is closed yeah i um i want to believe that this actually is a flaming bird um but part of me thinks it's just a giant eagle that 
somehow... It just, like, hit the sun, right? Well, no, it's somehow actually on fire. Oh, like you want the bird to be on fire. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm saying. Yes, I do want the bird to be on fire. Uh, not that I like harming animals. I don't like to see animals suffer, but I think a flaming bird would be very attractive and cool. It would, um, like a phoenix, if what, you will. Yes, what I should specify is I would love it to be a bird that is perpetually on fire. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Huge fan. That would be, of all the birds, that, that would be the, the best. That would be the best. Bird. I would petition that as a new... State bird. Na- national. National. I, I mean... The f- who doesn't love a good bald eagle? But if you could have a bird that's on fire, if you like have a bald eagle that's perpetually on fire. I mean, talk about a morale booster. That's the. We're just bringing the country together. Yeah. Um. So people obviously thought it was a hoax. Apparently, it's been scanned for CGI or. Um, some camera <laughs> tricks that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, there's no CGI on yeah. the, on the film. So. What I'm thinking is the the this big eagle could have somehow gotten caught in this Vol- volcanic area. Uh, super volcano. Yes, the super volcanic area. And it could have gotten a little like, maybe a few coals on it and then some fire hit it. And it's just kind of like trying to fly it out. Trying to air itself out. That would be tough. It would be. I don't know how that would happen. I feel like birds are pretty aware of their surroundings, especially bald eagles. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a probable explanation for this, but I don't want to think. I was going to say, but I, I don't want there to be. No, I don't want there to be either. Yeah. I... So. Holy cow. I was also kind of struck by... Yeah, definitely... Hold on. Before I say anything, go look at the picture. Even if it is just a regular bird on fire, it still looks pretty cool. No, yeah, exactly. Um, That's, yeah. hope it I'd worked totally out for the that. bird. But yeah. it absolutely does look like a phoenix. And yeah. if it is from the crack, maybe we have things living underneath us. Hollow Earth. Hollow Earthers... Huge, big day for Hollow Earthers. <laughs> big day. The Super Volcano's scary, though, man. The what? That Super Volcano? Oh, I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's so, horrifying. Uh, yeah, Super Volcanoes. Um, there, I just looked it up. There are several around the world. <clears throat> um, a Super Volcano is a large volcano that has an eruption... <laughs> Of magnitude eight, which is the largest value on the volcanic explosive, explos, explosivity index. Nice. More commonly known as the VEI. Ah. Yeah. Classic. Uh. This means so if you have a a, a magnitude of eight, uh, this means the volume of deposits for that eruption is greater than one thousand cubic meters, which is. The same as 240 cubic miles. Wow. Dude, that just doesn't sound good. That sounds really bad. I really want to know something that is like around that size. 
It's crazy that we have like mastered pretty much everything on Earth except like the weather. Nature. Well, some would argue. Some would argue. Some would argue. Some would argue that, but like volcanoes. That's just another beast. So I just looked up um, what would happen if the super volcano erupted. Mm -hmm. There would basically be ash almost everywhere in the United States. Mm -hmm. Look at... Yeah. I've I've heard that before. So like... I've heard that. I mean, when I mean everywhere, I mean like... Basically, like everywhere. Unless you're in Miami. Nice. But if you're in, like, New York, L.A., parts of Mexico, like, into Canada... Be everywhere. It says thickness of, like, ashes, um, possible 10, 10 to 30 millimeters of ashes in Minnesota, Chicago. <laughs> wow. We'd just get dusted. Everywhere we'd get dusted. Oh, uh, unbelievable. We yeah. we we Ashes. Ash, like, literally everywhere. It might block out the sun. It probably would. If you for if you a good are, amount of time. If you're in like Salt Lake City, Denver, like I oh, yeah. like Boise. You're not seeing the sun. No. That's scary. I can, I It's really scary. Cannot imagine the devastation. Dude, the Wild West. The that Wild Wild West. That it is. Yeah, so if you had any fears um about volcanoes, I probably just added to that. Well, I mean, dude, look at that one in Hawaii. It just started it just started running through people's yards. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Nature doesn't give. Look at that lava just running through people's yards. It's just, just flowing. Mother Nature doesn't care. I really hope the eagle comes back. The last thing I'm going to say about the article, just, just yeah. wrap it up. I really hope, whatever bird it is, I hope it comes back. I hope it's real. I do hope it's on fire and that... Somehow it can stay on fire and still be alive. I hope so too. This was a great find. That's a good. I find. feel I feel better about this. Yeah. Um. The other the other story. Uh. So this one's been going on for a little bit. Um. We are going to Egypt. They found a uh, a sarcophagus in Egypt. Uh, it was opened in Alexandria. This is from BBC. Um, two weeks ago, archaeologists found uh, a huge, the biggest sarcophagus intact in Egypt. It's been untouched for about 2,000 years. And people were really excited because they thought it was Alexander the Great. Mm. It was not Alexander the Great. <laughs> Dramatic, you know. I know. Sorry to let you down. Um, yeah, I was it, really hoping it was. So it was three people that they thought were soldiers. Um, they were also buried with a reddish-brown sewage water that apparently when they opened the sarcophagus... Yeah, oh, God. It, <laughs> the archaeologists, like, <laughs> fled the room. <laughs> <laughs> they said it was unbearable and they had to come back in like at a later time. Oh so they opened goodness. it. We're just like, this is too much. And at, like everyone left. Yeah, the picture on there 
Oh, it looks terrible. Excuse me. It looks awful. It looks nasty. It, it looks like just... Like battery acid. Dirty. Yeah. And their bones are just sitting in it. And oh, there's like yeah. a... Just a nasty film. I'm surprised their oh. bones haven't deteriorated into the... Mm. Yeah, but it was probably so air sealed that like oh. nothing was able to get in or out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably why when they opened it, it was just like pressurized and it just like wafted out. Uh-huh. Um, so they, they ended up opening it with mili- with Egyptian military engineers. Yeah. Um, they found three people uh, on what they think is a family burial. They also think it could have been a military burial because one of them has an arrow wound in their skull. Mm. Um, so the like I said, the sarcophagus is is the biggest one that they found intact. Uh, the biggest, um, I don't think the oldest, but like the biggest and oldest intact. It was huge. Um, it's six and a half feet high, mm-hmm. and it says three meters long. So about nine. Nine feet, feet. long, roughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it weighed twenty-seven tons. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's massive. Um, it is believed uh, to be dated from the early pl- Ptolemaic 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 mm-hmm. silent P yep. Ptolemaic period which began in 323 BC after the death of Alexander the Great uh, so this happened I believe today Archaeologists are just going to, of course, study the people. Yeah. Unfortunately, the remains inside, the mummies, I don't know. It doesn't look like they were kept in very good shape. From, yeah. From the picture, it kind of just looks like bone soup in it does. the sarcophagus. It does. It looks like some bone broth. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That was it, a good one. Thank you. It does. It looks like bone broth. Uh... Yeah, I and I don't know. Apparently, from what I heard, the sarcophagus was fairly nondescript. It was just like a big giant stone. There wasn't any carvings or anything on it. Uh huh. No. Um, it, yeah, it just looks like a a plane. Yeah. So I don't know if these guys were too important. Um, probably not, considering there wasn't like a ton of descriptions on the sarcophagus, but. Who knows? I mean, there's got to just be... I mean, for as much as we've excavated ancient Egypt, there's just got to be tombs scattered all over the place. I was going to say, if if you're that important, you're probably buried by yourself. Probably. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Well, we don't know. But I'm disappointed that it wasn't someone... Again, not that we would ever know. I don't think we have the technology to... 100% 100% identify mm. this was Alexander the Great this was yeah. so and so high probability is what is the best oh, way you can probably right. shoot for however I would, li- I would like to dream and the fact that this was was not the case um, is that one of your dreams to find uh, to Alex- be alive when they find Alexander the Great okay I actually didn't know they had found him me neither I, I was not aware of this whole story I wouldn't say it's one of my dreams, uh-huh. but when you're a kid, yeah. when I was a kid, I wanted to be like, I wanted to be three things. I wanted to be an astronaut, which I still want to be, uh-huh. if NASA's listening. 
Probably not. Okay, well, it's a dream. Sorry. Put your resume in. <laughs> Archaeologist. Uh-huh. I want dinosaurs. Who? What, what like, five-year-old kid doesn't want to find dinosaurs? True. And I wanted to be a good dad. Those were, like, the three things I wanted. Nice. I've done none of those. <laughs> well, the last one, that's a good thing. I'm glad you haven't done that yet. I've managed none of those three. I'm glad. But, you know, there's, there's still hope for all three. Maybe um, one day. Two? I don't know about the astronaut. Maybe you could be the maybe you could be one of the people that goes to Mars. I was I was I was gonna say if if Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk rather has uh-huh. his way, yeah, we'll we'll be rocking. If I make it into space in any capacity, you bet your ass I'm gonna be like I'm an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if Elon Musk has his way, that's where we're headed. Although with the flamethrowers. With the Musk, yeah. the Musk flamethrowers. Elon Musk is kind of on the on the hot seat right now. Did you he see? Is. He called that guy a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. And dude. then was like, he also. Oh. I didn't. I didn't know this at the time, but he got told by the rescuers on the in the Thai uh-huh. uh, boys soccer team rescue, which we talked about last week. Um, he basically got told to go home. He he supposedly built this like the submarine underwater child submarine yeah. and they're basically like uh no this, we're this not using gonna, that uh-huh. it's not gonna work that's not gonna work and yeah the guy was trying to help I commend I commend him for trying I think he I I, I think he gets a bad rap mainly because he's on Twitter all the time he's on Twitter I he's bet on, he's I bet he's pretty weird guy well definitely you have to be. You have You've to. gotta be not like socially, yeah, all there. I mean, dude, right? Like, well, you no. Know, you, if you're that smart, that's just like a sacrifice mm-hmm. you make. I mean, it's it's no like the dude's successful. Uh-huh. He's one of the most successful people of our generation. But like, yeah, this is, he's a little, little different. But that's fine. It's worked for him. So. So yeah, good little news roundup there. Um, cool, and I got. Uh, it's not too long of a story, but it's kind of a mystery oh. uh, to finish this out. Oh, yes. Uh, are, have you ever heard of the Black Madonnas? No. Okay. Yikes. It is a. Uh, it's a phenomenon um, that uh, is present in. Southern Europe, so like France and Spain. I've heard of some in like Germany and uh, Switzerland, but it is basically these black um, statues of what some people consider to be Mary, and some are by herself, and some are with uh, with child. When we're in uh, Peru, we Uh saw a uh, black Jesus. Yeah, so it's like that. Yeah. It's like that. Um, these, however, um, are mysterious because there are stories of them being um, pulled out of fields and taken to churches, but then they disappear only to be found back in the field where they came from. So. There's a story um, about a church. These, are these are these statues that just like pop up in fields? Yeah. And then, okay. Uh huh. Okay. 
So, um, there's a story um, of a church outside the city of Albi in southern France. And sorry if I mispronounce uh, any French pronunciations. I have never taken French. Love the language um, when it's spoken properly. (laughs) (laughs) So this statue is called the Black Madonna of Le Drece. Um, uh, Black. Sounded good. Thank you. Black um, because the statue originally was unpainted dark wood. And the word Le Drece because the church is on the right bank of the Tarn River. Drece is a corruption of a French word um, for right, which I'm not going to try to pronounce, um, but it's something like, something along the lines of that. So, um, travel about 50 miles south, and you come to another ancient church, um, in the rolling hills. This is near the Aude River, A-U-D-E. Um, this church is the church of Notre Dame de Marseille, outside the town of Lemieux. Lemieux. This church houses another black Madonna, um, and it is a wood carving of a woman sitting on a chair holding a child on her lap. Um... This one has been painted, but unlike Ladreche, she uh, retains her brown skin color. Um, so the Madonna of Marseille was discovered in medieval times by a farmer plowing his field. Um, apparently, his team of oxen stopped and refused to move. And when the farmer looked at the ground in front of his oxen, he saw the statue uh, protruding from the dirt he took it home and the next morning it was missing and like I said previously it was found back in the field of course it was yep and um, apparently the local the local monks agreed to build a church for it in the field and it remained there for centuries apparently curing people and saving Lemieux from a fire when it was threatened in 1685. So, um, that is from a book called Strange True Encounters and Unearthly Experiences. When but, when did that happen? Did that have a, a date? Uh, no. That encounter doesn't have a date in this book, but uh-huh. it does say that this town was threatened by fire in 1685. So, I imagine around then, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that is from a book that it was a, it's a series of stories, and this kind of story is written by Janet Brennan. Um, the story continues, and she starts to outline kind of this saga of Madonnas through history. So... A lot of cases in France. Um, so just to clarify, black Madonnas are defined as statues or paintings of Mary, the mother of Jesus, having dark skin. Most are the artworks. Most artworks depict a child and a mother, though occasionally the woman is by herself. So, um, in 1952, a researcher named Leonard Moss. Oh, researcher. Yeah, 
not scientist, just researcher. Um, he did a study on this, on this phenomenon and some of these Madonnas, and he grouped these Madonnas into three different categories. And this is, um, this is, these are the descriptions from, Mm -hmm. from Janet. Number one, those whose skin color and facial features mirror the local population. Such artworks are common in Africa. In the New World, a famous example is Our Lady of Guadalupe. Okay. Um, which I feel like if you're Catholic, you've heard of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Absolutely. Um, whose image miraculously appeared on the cloak of a native peasant in Mexico. And kind of like you mentioned uh, in Peru, mm-hmm. that might be very much from indigenous influence. Yes. Um, number two. I imagine so. Yeah. Artworks that turn black from dirt, age, fire, candle soot, or paint pigments that have deteriorated, which totally makes sense. This used to be the explanation the Catholic Church traditionally gave for all black Madonnas. It does not explain, though, why only the skin of the figures would darken, but not their clothing. Or why, sometimes, only the woman's skin is dark while the child's is light. Uh Uh-huh. And the third... Um, is I guess kind of makes sense. The third is those statues or paintings whose dark skin has no logical explanation. So um, Janet kind of goes into some theories. Um, They start out with um, the Black Madonna phenomenon um, originating in Mediterranean France and Spain because these areas had a large Jewish population so people knew Mary's skin would not be black mm-hmm. um, this theory doesn't explain the cases in which Mary's in which Mary's dark and her baby's white mm-hmm. um, so there is a um, a passage from the Old Testament in Song of Solomon um, and it says quote I am dark but comely I am swarthy because the sun has scorched me and this book is kind of like love poems it's also known as Song of Songs or the Canticles Right. Um, this was written about 200 years before Mary's time before Mary's time um, and it celebrates unabashed sexuality so it seems as if that would be a stretch as if the two were related because oh. Mary is a virgin right there's not really any sexual it's like her whole thing yeah there's not really any sexuality associated with uh, the virgin Mary for like literally none <laughs> No. Like, literally no. negative. In fact, the opposite <laughs> is celebrated. The fact that she was able to give birth to Jesus being a virgin. So, um, a monk named, a French monk named St. Bernard of Clairvaux uh, gave sermons and wrote commemorations on the Song of Solomon in which he compared Mary to the bride who speaks in these poems. 
Bernard had a great devotion to these black Madonnas. He even claimed to have drunk three drops of milk from the breast of a black Madonna of uh, Chantillon. It's quite the claim. Um, Bernard was apparently extremely influential um, in France in the first half of the 1100s, so this is going back. Um, and Janet questions and says, is it a coincidence that France has the most black Madonnas and many date from the 1100s? Bernard is an interesting character, though, because he um, is involved in an order called the Knights Templar. Oh. Uh-huh. And he actually wrote their regulations. So these knights were actually instrumental in spreading a sort of what uh, what is known as a Marian cult so cult of Mary if you will um, and they dedicated uh, many churches um, to Mary um, Janet says though while we assume the lady in question is Mother Mary might it have been Jesus' other Mary, Mary Magdalene? So, yeah. I think that's an interesting... It is an interesting wrinkle. It's a, really, a little wrinkle in the, in the my, my narrative. My first initial thought is uh-huh. like, probably not. Probably not what? Probably not Mary Magdalene? Uh-huh. But at the same time, I wasn't there. Yeah. So. It is interesting. Um, it's a possibility. Total possibility. Total possibility. Janet points out that the cult of Mary Magdalene um, flourished in France during medieval times. Legend actually has it that she fled her homeland and sailed to France, landing near Marseille huh? in southern France with an Egyptian servant girl named Sarah. And this is where the narrative... or the narrative supposedly evolves. Um, so while we just said that the Black Madonnas could be Mary, could they actually be Sarah, who, according to uh, Janet, um, is holding her own baby who would actually be the grandson of Jesus, according to the Jesus bloodline theory. So Janet says, maybe the statues are not of either Mary, but rather images of a grown-up Sarah holding her own baby who would have been the grandson of Jesus, according to Jesus bloodline theory. Now, I'm not familiar with Jesus bloodline theory. I'm, I'm familiar as far as, like, Dan Brown and the... Um, the popularized books of... Dan Brown. <laughs> not our friend. Um, but I don't... Like the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's as far as I know. Um, but... Yeah. Apparently Sarah... If you... Um, 
if you stick to the legend, is the patron saint of the gypsies. And apparently they hold a major pilgrimage to both Black Madonna at Mary Magdalene's landing site near Marseille and to the one at Notre Dame, Notre Dame de Marseille. Um, it says when gypsies arrived in Europe, they said they came from a place called Little Egypt. Or gypsy is a shortened form of Egyptian. So, that is interesting. Um, it goes on, Janet goes on to even deep, de- or she dives deeper into sort of a mythical um, Egyptian um, kind of narrative where she claims that, um, well, she doesn't claim, she writes. Um, that Isis is an ancient Egyptian goddess and her husband brother Osiris was the god of the dead and their son was Horus uh, was a sky god and Isis was worshipped as the divine mother not only in Egypt but eventually also in Greek and Roman worlds and there are depictions of Isis where she is nursing her baby um, however, in no black Madonnas that Janet knows of is they're actually a nursing baby. Huh. So that's a little side note. Um, it could be, it could go back farther into mythology, but it doesn't, I don't think it seems that way. Uh-huh. Just to kind of sum everything up, um, Janet finishes talking about um, kind of this idea of this fertility motherly figure that kind of transcends all cultures. So um, go, so starting with Egypt, there was this like this Isis motherly m- maternity figure. Uh-huh. And uh, you mean you see that in tons of cultures all right. over the world. It's but I guess it's kind of human, right? Well, I feel like it is human because since women, you know, give give birth and yeah. are, I think it's com- it's comforting to have that like motherly, like birth of a culture, like birth of a nate, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just said birth of a nation. Um, <laughs> not that. <laughs> Uh, but you know what I mean? Like kind of bringing life it towards like it is, it's an idea that everyone is comfortable with due to our human nature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also sort of the fact, and this is kind of how Janet leaves it, the fact that these statues might be some sort of, um, Homage to like the earth being like the ultimate mother uh-huh. and how there's some connection and it may be kind of like a supernatural connection that these, I don't know how, but these statues somehow have, and not all of them because some of them are man-made, but right. these ones that appear in the dirt, that appear in the dirt and supposedly 
go back to the dirt. They have some sort of earthly connection. And yeah. It's really strange. I've never considered that... I don't... I've never considered that a, a statue that I thought was of, of Mary and Jesus... That is actually of one that is like continuing of the yeah. Jesus bloodline mm. theory. Yeah, obviously we don't we don't know for crazy. sure if, yeah. if if Jesus had kids or not, but of of the time, mm-hmm. it would be it, it would be standard, of course, to carry on the you know the family that was your yeah duty as as a, as a man and a woman to like have a family and like have kids. And keep, you know, keep like, going. yeah, to just like keep on surviving. Yeah. Like at, at this point, I feel like it was like kind of half survival, half uh-huh. not survival. Like, hey, you could get a fever and die, <laughs> but like there were also cities and knowledge. Mm. You know, we were there were pyramids and stars, and we had boats. You know we what did. I mean? Like we we weren't like fighting lions. No, we weren't at cavemen, this, right? We but cavemen. at the same time, like. I'm sure infant mortality was at like fifty high. or sixty percent. Probably pretty high. So I don't know. I just like I've never I've never considered that I've never considered that possibility of mm. me looking at something is a continuation of Jesus' spotline. Yeah. That's gonna keep me up later tonight. That's a wild concept. That is a wild concept. Paradigm shifting if somehow that were to be verified. Oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable ramifications. Yeah. Well, I mean, Catholic priests can't even get married because Jesus wasn't married, apparently. Um, so, I don't know. That would that would throw it... That's what unbelievable that ramifications. throw it off. Throw it off. Um, but, yeah. I thought that was... I thought the... It was really interesting, these apparent disappearing statues. Oh, I, I, I agree. Yeah. 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 So, that's cool. Um, you can find that book on Amazon. There's a ton of stories in here, and we might I might come back to these in future episodes, but I think that's it. It's getting late. A little late night sesh. Late night recording sesh. It's not sesh. even that late. Um, you and I are just elderly. Well, dude, and we get up. Early. We gotta get up early. We're productive. We, we gotta are get our work Contributing members of yes. society. Yes, we are. We do not just sit around and talk all day. Even though that would be fun. That would be fun. That'd be a good time. Um. Well, good. Um. You can read that for yourself. I will post her book. It is a ninety-nine cents if you have Kindle. On Amazon, um, not not her book. That's one story. Uh, the book again is strange, true encounters and unearthly experiences. Um, and yeah, that's a wrap. Uh, catch us on Twitter at World We Live Pod. Um, find us on Facebook. There's a Facebook page, World we, World We Live In podcast, and um, Audio Boom Stitcher. Uh, Google Podcast, Google Play, um, and last but not least, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, audio boom. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Don't interrupt me. 
<laughs> Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Um, shout out to Trey. Giving us a review. We gotta ask him if he made if he made it that far. <laughs> yeah, he probably didn't. Probably not. No, probably not. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate it. If you leave a review, it helps us. Um, helps us get seen. Yeah, helps us. We love that. Yeah, people helping people. Coming up on a year, slowly but surely. When's when's the year? Uh, August sometime. I think we have like two or three more episodes before okay. one year anniversary. I'm gonna get us like a cookie cake. Oh yeah, yeah. Do that. Do that. Uh, we'll throw a little party. We'll have a little good time. Yeah. A little yeah. extra good time. We always have a good time. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys again for listening. And everyone have a good weekend. And we'll talk to you next week. Stay safe out there. Stay safe.